what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. Today, we're going to talk about keys to advancement. And I will say this isn't a self-help study. This isn't like do these five things and then this is going to happen. But these are some keys, literally, that have unlocked doors in the supernatural, in the spiritual for me personally. And it's also what I've observed on my journey with God in my relationship with God. Okay, so this is going to be wisdom. These are going to be practical things that that can help you on your own journey if you so choose. Okay. So first point, I remember being smacked with revelation (laughs) early on in my journey. And the revelation was this, that I was covered, that I was protected, that I didn't have to just be, you know, out in the world flailing in the wind, so to speak, right? But I had lived my whole life that way, right? Like I'd felt like I had to figure things out, like I had to make things happen, like I had to have eight backup plans in case the first seven didn't work, right? I just had so much pressure on myself early on to figure things out, but really to avoid a lot of things from happening, right? So a lot of things happened early on in the journey that made me fearful. So the way I was showing up in the world was fear-based. It was rooted in fear, right? And there was anxiety, which is this constant future trip, right? Like I'm tripping about things happening that aren't good. I was very, very great at coming up with worst case scenarios so I could avoid those. However, You get what you focus on, whether you want it or not. So rather than expecting good things, expecting things to go well, knowing that I know that I know that I know, knowing with my knower that I'm supported, that I'm being led, that I'm covered, right? That I'm not just out here in the world navigating it in my own strength and understanding, and that doesn't have to be the way I show up anymore. That was profound for me, right? When I started learning about the full armor of God, right? So one, when I started learning that I had a very real enemy, that started to make things make sense, right? It it made sense in the sense that not that we need to talk up the enemy, but that there's something demonic, there's something spiritual that is destructive, that's operating behind different things that have happened, right? So that's a whole new level of awareness that made total sense to a lot of things that I had experienced. So that's number one. One, I had an enemy. Number two is that I have the full armor of God, right? So I don't have to be going around the the world naked and exposed, so to speak, right? I don't have to be showing up in a very vulnerable position. I actually have power. I actually have authority, yet I wasn't wearing it and I wasn't using it and I was oblivious, right? So that blew my mind. And then also that when I know this, right, when I know the enemy's tactics, when I can be aware of it, right, then I don't have to give in 
to what the enemy's trying to do and I can, can actually cancel it or pray against it, right? I can wear my armor every day and make sure that I'm armored up so that things in the world don't easily move me or intimidate me, right? And I can grow in the things of the spirit, in, in the things of the kingdom, in the principles of the kingdom, right? In, in God's word, in the law of God, right? I can grow in my knowledge and my understanding and how I show up and operate in those things, right? So the, the, there's the keys, right? Those are some great keys, but I want to break this down, okay? Because sometimes as we walk with God, sometimes on our journey, we, we can get comfortable, right? Even if you know God, you can get comfortable. And that right now in the world, really not ever, is, is the place to be, right? <laughs> you weren't given access to so many things. You weren't given kingdom access. You weren't given access to kingdom inheritance. You weren't given access to authority just randomly, right? You were given access to do something with it. So I just want to break down some powerful truths with these keys, okay? So the first one, which I just referenced here, is that if you can recognize, this is profound, but if you can recognize that there is something operating behind circumstances or behind people, right? That That is what you need to be investigating or what you need to be aware of and what you need to look at. Better said, your circumstances or other people are not ever, not ever, ever what you are fighting against, ever, okay? And how do I know that? Ephesians 6.12 says it this way, for our struggle, okay, when things are uncomfortable, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, not against man, not against other humans, right? Contending only with physical opponents, circumstances, okay? But against rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly or supernatural places. Okay, so when I read this, I'm looking at this, okay, interesting, because... What the enemy would love for us to do is to get distracted by our circumstances or get distracted by difficult people or troublesome relationship circumstances or unfoldings, right? The enemy would love for us to get caught up in that kind of stuff or distracted or weighed down by that kind of stuff because then we can't be busy about God's business, which is exactly where he wants us. He doesn't want us aware of who we are and what we have access to and actually using it <laughs> and advancing. That is not what the enemy wants at all. So of course he's going to use people. He might even use you to get through other people. So it's really important that you start waking up, right? I saw a great meme the other day is that we don't need to wake up sheep. We need to wake up other lions, right? So the people that are actually kings and queens that will rise up and actually start walking in their identity, start walking in their authority, start ruling and reigning, with heaven on earth, right? So Ephesians 6.12, again, is this verse. So it's saying we're not wrestling with flesh and blood, okay, but against powers, forces of darkness, right? And against spiritual forces of wickedness in the supernatural places. So this tells me, ooh, particularly early on, right? What am I fighting against here? Like what is actually operating, okay? So for example, let's say that uh, there is 
a relationship that's that's new. Let's say that, you know, it seems to be going well. It's a social media interaction, so you don't really know the person. You don't really know what's going on in their life, but it seems kind. It seems gracious. It seems like it's unfolding well. And then all of a sudden, somebody lashes out at you. This person lashes out at you, which seems out of character. It seems bizarre. But it could also be offensive if you were to internalize that and you could easily want to react or lash back at that person and and to really make it about how they've hurt you, right? You can start to really give in to the anger, okay? Like, that's rude. That's offensive. Like, why are you saying that to me? I don't need to explain myself. This is coming out of nowhere. This is crazy. Like, you can get caught up in this whole place and easily be distracted, right? And this could stay in your in your mind or in your feels for a minute. And before you know it, you've completely messed up your witness with this person, right? So here's the thing. Instead of that, though, what you can do is pause. Okay, that's weird because what I knew about this person was that things were going unwell, things were unfolding. So to have one outburst out of nowhere seems out of character. It seems bizarre. What is operating here? What is operating here? Okay, so if this wasn't about me, what is operating here and what do I need to pray against or what do I need to cancel? What is the darkness that's operating in the spirit? Because what the enemy, like what is the enemy trying to do here? right? You can play there, but I think deeper still is what does God want to do here? Because what you do when you're fighting the enemy is the exact opposite of what he wants you to do. He wants you to get angry. So what do you do? You overcome evil with good. So what can you do? You can reach out to this person and you can uh, you can pray for this person if you don't feel safe in that moment to reach out. You can literally go to God and say, God, what would you have me know? about this person? What would you have me say, if anything, to this person, right? What would you have me do, if anything? Just go to God, right? And it could be offer a word of encouragement, right? It could be, thank you for sharing that with me. I didn't know that it was affecting you in this way, you know? what, Whatever it happens to be that's relative to the incident, right? But rather than get offended, rather than writing off the person, rather than stopping and blocking whatever God was trying to do, really lean into that and look for what is operating behind the person, right? If that's uncharacteristic of the person, maybe they were operating in fear and gave the enemy a foothold. Maybe they were operating in anxiety or discomfort of some kind and started to just attack because they felt vulnerable, right? Because obviously that's not how the Spirit of God moves. But if you can pay attention to that and then you can find what the Spirit is, right? The Spirit of wickedness. What is that Spirit? Is it anger? Is it fear? Is it criticism? Is it judgment? Because you can cancel that, right? You can lift up that person and pray for that person. You can cancel any wickedness, right? And you can really partner with what God is doing and declare God's life and God's goodness over the situation. That is not what we normally do. However, if you know that the enemy is operating there, rather than fight the person, you fight what is trying to operate there and you cancel it with your authority. With me? So Ephesians 6.12, so, so important if you can just start practicing that awareness. If, just try it on, if I were not gonna fight this person or make it about this person, if I were to ask God what is operating here or what he would have me know or what he thinks about that person, it is really hard to know what God sees in a person or know how the Holy Spirit is leading you to pray for a person and be angry with them at the same time. 
I literally think it's impossible. You can't do it, right? So it's so, so important, right? To, to not make it about you and not make it about your ego, but recognize whatever the enemy is doing, right? So for example, dear, dear friend also had an incident. This is a circumstance, right? This is a big day in this person's life, going to encounter a lot of great things and on the path of victory and open doors and a lot of blessings, right? This person had somebody rear end, like literally slam into their car and and leave marks and, and dent the bumper, all the things. First thing this person saw when they walked out that morning. Oh no, not today, Satan, right? Because what the enemy wants to do is get this person in discouragement, get this person in fear, defeat this person's expectancy and their hope and their uh, joy, right? The enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy all that is good or all that the that God is attempting to do in that day, right? So my role in that situation is to cancel it immediately, to pray for this person, to cover this person and partner with God over this person with me. But again, what we could do in that situation, what I could have easily done is been like, oh my God, I'm so, so sorry. That's horrible. It's like, no, 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 no. Like I see what is happening here and I'm not for it. And I'm not going to let that person go to that low place either. Right? What the enemy meant for evil, God is turning for good. Right? In that car, um, that was rear-ended was meant to be sold that day too. So just a crazy string of events, but we can actually turn situations around. We don't have to accept them as they are. We don't have to see them as they are. Spiritually speaking, we have to look, right? The eyes of our understanding being enlightened. We can see things of the spirit, okay? How do I know that? This next scripture, 1 Corinthians 2.14 says this, The person without the Spirit of God does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness, okay, and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. So when we are a born-again believer, right, when you actually have the Spirit of God living on the inside of you, you can discern the things of the Spirit. You can discern how God operates, how God speaks, right? God's presence. You can discern the things of God's Spirit, okay? And you can start producing the fruit of the Spirit. However, the Word says if you are a natural man, if you are a carnal man, if you are caught up in the things of the world, right? If that is your focus, then you're not going to discern the things of the Spirit. It's literally like being on different frequencies. So if God is on FM, we could be on AM and totally miss what God is doing. Okay. So just think about that in your own life. Like, did God literally break through your frequency to get to you? Right. Was there a time that you were operating on a frequency and then God elevated you to his frequency? Right. Think about this. We are meant to be operating in alignment with God. That's why I say God's vibes matter. Oop, my thoughts aren't lining up with God's thoughts. Whoop, like that's not what God says about me or that's not how God operates. That's not God's character. That doesn't agree with what is written in the word of God, right? I'm not partnering with those things. So as we practice aligning with God, that becomes stronger. However, if our natural man or our carnal man, right, we're more drawn to or focused on or attached to the things of the world. We constantly listen to the news. We we are worried about the opinions of man. We're constantly living in fear and stress and anxiety. We're constantly hearing these narratives that are negative and that are weighing us down, right? That is not God's portion. But if that's what's stronger in our life, then we can't discern the things of the spirit. 
However, the good news, which is the word of God, the good news says this, right? That the person with the spirit of God can discern the things of God, right? So, so powerful. So you can choose not to stay in a a level, the word calls it foolishness. You can choose to no longer be foolish, right? The word says, ask for wisdom and God will give you it abundantly, right? Keep asking for wisdom every day, right? And suddenly you'll start getting wisdom. You'll start knowing how to do things that otherwise you wouldn't know how to do. You didn't have an education for it. You didn't have an understanding of that previously, but the spirit of God revealed it to you and you can discern it. So as you really spend time with God, as you grow in awareness of God's presence, as you learn his word, as you study his word, as you meditate on on it day and night, as you seek the kingdom first, all this other stuff will be added to you, right? You will navigate differently and you'll start to see how God moves, right? You'll start to grow in experience. It's experiential education with God. And then you'll start to discern what's operating behind things. I know in my own journey, I really wanted to surrender to God, finally, (laughs) right, well into my adult life because I wanted discernment. I didn't want to be blindsided by uh, wrong people, bad people, hurtful people, sometimes even very broken people, right, that that are trained in, in giving you a facade and that's not really who they are. I didn't want to be blindsided by that. I didn't want to waste time. I didn't want to keep doing things that that were good, but they weren't God. I didn't want to keep building and investing time, energy, resource, and only feeling like I'm not getting anywhere, right? I didn't want to keep doing these patterns. It was too much. It was too heavy. And so what I wanted was to be able to have discernment. That's literally what I wanted, right? Because I wanted to be able to discern a thing before going down that path, right? If it's not right, if it smells funky, I'm not going to go sniff it out. That's enough for me. It's not for me. It's not for me. Like that's, that's it. Right? So that's what I wanted. I wanted this discernment because I knew in my natural self, right? I did have that wisdom that if I were going to continue in my own strength or in my own understanding or my own ways, I was in big trouble. I'd seen that movie before and that's not the abundant life that God's promised. Right? So let me move into something else here. This is an important point, okay? The only safe place to be when it comes to the gospel, when it comes to the good news, is moving forward. The only safe place to be in the gospel, in the good news, is moving forward, okay? In other words, the gifts that we've been given, right? The wisdom that we have, the inheritance that we have, that's all protected through use. So another way to say that. If you don't use it, if you don't steward it, if you don't practice it, you lose it, okay? Practical way to see this in real life, working out, okay? If you don't lift weights, you will not build muscle mass. Not gonna happen. If you don't work out the muscles in your body, they won't grow, (laughs) right? You won't have that kind of strength if you're not working them out. If you're just sitting in a chair all day, you are not working your muscles, muscles at all. Okay? And you lose them. They actually, you literally actually lose your muscles. It's nuts. Okay? So the other point here to realize though, when it comes to advancement too, not only is your protection in moving forward and using what God has given you, however, also know this joy, 
right? The joy of the Lord that is your strength, it is not found in idleness. It is not found in just sitting still or in murmuring or complaining or hoping that God's going to do something for you. The Spirit of God is on the inside of you. God wants to do something through you, okay? So it's really joy is really discovered in your identity, in knowing who you are and in co-laboring with God in what he wants to do in and through you for such a time as this. That's where the joy comes from, right? It is so strengthening to know who you are and to also know that you are doing exactly what you are here to do for such a time as this. There's nothing like that. That makes you one of the most powerful people in the room always. Okay. So if advancement stops, what you occupy dwindles. If advancement stops, what you occupy dwindles. Okay. So for example, if you once studied the word in one season, were really strong and felt like you kept getting revelation, right? But then you stopped spending time with God. You weren't reading the word. You weren't developing like you did when you were actually hungry and desperate, right? If you stop doing that, if you stop advancing, right? Suddenly you might be like, well, I'm not hearing God anymore. Or I'm not getting any revelation or I don't feel like I'm being led. Do you see the correlation, <laughs> right? If advancement stops, if your pursuit of God and of the kingdom of God stops, what you occupy, what you're able to access dwindles, okay? This is a really great verse. Deuteronomy 29, 29 says this, the secret things belong to the Lord, our God, but the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever that we may follow all the words of this law. Okay. The secret things belong to the Lord, but the things revealed belong to us. Okay. So what God reveals to you, okay, the, the mysteries that are revealed to you, through the Holy Spirit that's able to give you this discernment and wisdom and understanding and knowledge of the things of God, right? As things are revealed to you, as those secrets are given to you, that is on you. You are now responsible to steward those things, right? And if you steward them well, then this next generation actually has a foundation to build on. Really, really powerful. They don't have to start from square one, for example. And that's why it's also great to study revivalists or the the men and women of faith that are in the Bible, right? When you actually recognize what people have done that have gone before you, it helps strengthen your faith. So, so powerful. Okay. So what's cool about this is that mysteries, the mysteries of God, we have those, we have access to those. It says that God gave those things to us, right? So Another way to say that is if God already gave us these mysteries, right? Then he doesn't have to do that again, right? So interesting, okay? So it says here in Matthew 13, 11 to 12, listen, you've given, you've been given the intimate experience of insight into the hidden mysteries of the realm of heaven's kingdom. But they have not. For everyone who listens with an open heart will receive progressively more revelation until he has more than enough. But those who don't listen with an open, teachable heart, even the understanding that they think they have will be taken from them. Yikes, right? Matthew 13, 11 to 12. So it says this, you've given, God has given us 
mysteries of the kingdom, which means is he's given if he's given them to us already, he doesn't need to do it again. What we need to do is pursue, right? We can say, mysteries are mine, I simply pursue. It has been given to me to know the mysteries of the kingdom. If it's been given to me to know the mysteries of the kingdom, I'm going to pursue more so that I can have access to more, right? Versus letting that stuff go idle and lose my joy, okay? Another way that you can view this or think about it visually, we can have millions of dollars in our accounts that we technically have access to, but if we don't know we have access to it, we don't access it. So I would ask, what mysteries are in your account that you're not accessing? Kingdom royalty. I write a lot about this in a workbook called Rule and Reign, the Faith Walker Manual, and also in Stepping into Royalty. These are new books that just launched, I think, maybe a month ago, but you can find them on julianapage.com. But kingdom royalty is identity, all right? It's kings and queens rising up, rising up to the call, right? And stewarding the mysteries of God. We get to tap into the resources of God to bring solutions to the earth. And every mystery has an impact for life on earth. So if you want to advance, if you want to understand more mysteries of the kingdom, evaluate what you're pursuing. Don't lose sight of the kingdom. Don't lose sight of your relationship with God. Don't lose sight of how the spirit of God is moving and don't lower your standard, right? If you are a believer, be one, right? Proper stewardship brings increase. So steward the mystery you already understand and it will attract more understanding. And I'll break that down in a second. But we've really been given the Holy Spirit to help us know things we couldn't know otherwise. And we attract the voice that we value. So we only value hearing negativity, we're going to surround ourselves with it. If we only value hearing our own opinion, we're not going to welcome anybody else's, right? If we value hearing the still small voice, if we value waiting on God, we will hear him. My sheep know my voice. We will hear God, right? So, so powerful, okay? So here's a couple things that you can do, okay? Something to keep in mind with a key to advancement or with this topic, keys to advancement, is that doing good for the long haul is everything. Really, right? Think about how you can make sure that the enemy isn't ruling and reigning in your life, and you are, right? You probably need to grow and mature in Christ. What does that look like for you? What is what is God working with you on? How can you lean more into that in this season? What is he breaking off of you? What is he teaching you, right? How can you really make sure that the enemy isn't using you to hurt somebody else in this season, right? How can you grow and mature in Christ? What that could mean, for example, maybe you have a troublesome person in your life, somebody that really challenges you, right? But what if you decide that no matter what, they're not going to steal your joy? No matter what, they're not going to change your flow? No matter what, they're not going to shift your your mind of Christ, right? You're going to focus on whatsoever is good, lovely, praiseworthy. And if they want to be in a funk, they can stay in a funk, but they're not going to pull you in, right? What if you just got really good at being consistent, right? And then the enemy learned that he can't use that person to get to you anymore, right? There is something that you can do, but you're not going to do that if you make it about somebody else. So here's some of the keys again. Number one, Doing good for the long haul is everything, okay? So key number one, recognize that you do have an enemy, but don't make the enemy, right, 
the, the, the main thing. Make God the main thing. But you've got to be aware of what the enemy tries to do to kill, steal, and destroy in your life. Be aware of it. Don't be naive, right? He's, he's walking around. He's roaming around like a lion, seeing who he can devour, right? But if he can't get you, he can't get you. So you need to be strong to recognize, oh, I see what you're doing, right? That's not going to work today. I'm in charge today. I'm reigning today. I have dominion. Oh yeah, you thought I forgot? No, I didn't forget. I have dominion, right? So when you know that, you can rise up against the enemy. So number one, know you have an enemy. Be aware of what he's doing behind circumstances, behind people, so you don't give in to his tactics. Number two, start learning about the full armor of God if you haven't already. Do a study on that. Do a study on each piece so that you actually think about that when you get up in the morning. Make sure that you have every piece on, right? Every piece matters. The shoes of peace, the belt of truth, the sword of the spirit, right? The breastplate of righteousness, all these pieces, the helmet of salvation, all these pieces matter. So when you recognize that you have those and you actually put them on every day, you show up very different. You don't show up as weak and vulnerable. You actually show up as bold and courageous. And we need more bold believers, right? That are rising to the call. Okay. And then lastly, when it comes to advancement, pursue the things of the kingdom, right? Steward well what God has given you so you can grow in that, right? And where there is growth, there is always more access, okay? So here's a couple of things when it comes to that last point, all right? Think about this. What is in your possession? What is in your possession? Like what has God What is something that you do know about God? What is a mystery that God has given to you, that he's revealed to you, that you can actually steward? Is it your identity, for example? Is it purity? Is it excellence? Is it authority? Is it prayer, right? Is it faith? Is it wisdom? Is it discernment? Is it stewardship? Is it grace? Is it creativity? What is in your possession now that you could be working and you're not? You're neglecting it. What is in your possession that you're neglecting? Okay, think about that. So I know a strong one for me has been identity, right? That is something that's in my possession. And that's why I show up and do the work that I do every day. Because I know that that's an area that we constantly get attacked. Okay. Now, the other challenge that I want to invite you to do is spend time with God to get revelation for for what he wants to do with you (laughs) or through you in this season. How can you implement the anointing he's given you this week? How can you implement the anointing he's given you this week? Think about that. So I know even for me, for example, is that God is really leading me to to go deeper with him to get more revelation about folks that I'm working with so that I can be praying for them, so that I can be pulling on heaven's resources for what God wants to do in their lives, right? And to really make me more effective uh, with how I show up and work with them. Super, super powerful. And a lot of that is unseen stuff, right? But it, it requires that I know God's heart for this person, that I know what God wants to do in this person's life and really growing in the prophetic for other people, okay? So this is something, for example, that I really am led to do is to spend deeper intimacy with God and really listen and sit and be still and and be available for the revelation, for the wisdom, for the discernment, for the knowledge he wants to give me so I can be more effective in working with him because he didn't bring me to these people randomly, right? He wants to encourage them. He wants to reveal things to them, right? Um, And I'm going to be a vessel that he can use, right? So think about that for you. What, What anointing 
what what does God want you to do this week with the anointing that he has given you? Think about that for this week. Okay, so these are, as you can imagine, just a few keys to advancement, but these things will help you grow immensely in the spirit, becoming more aware of the fact that you do have an enemy. And are you going to let that enemy wreak havoc on your life? Are you going to rise up against the enemy and walk in victory? That's on you and whatever that could look like. It could be overcoming an addiction and getting deliverance from addiction. It could be breaking relational strife in your life. It could be establishing or taking new ground with a new business. It could be so many different things. It could be getting healthy, right? And, and, and really taking care of the vessel that God has given you. There could be so many things that you can actually walk in greater freedom through, right? That God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, will equip you to do. So think about that. Be aware that you have an enemy and where is he trying to operate? Where is he taking ground and how do you get him out of your life? How do you take back your position of authority and start using your authority? Does that mean you have to read the word? Does that mean that you need to do a study on the armor of God? What is it? Okay, but know that you have an enemy and know what you've been given, right? Because there's a reason that you have an enemy. He has, he wants your destiny. He wants who you're going to become and you don't get to let him do that. The best thing you can do is become everything that God put you on this earth to become. Okay, and access greater mysteries of the kingdom. So number one, become aware of what the enemy is doing. Number two, learn about the full armor of God and your inheritance and what you have access to. Simply put, study the word, but be really intentional about that. Is it an area of your life that you want to grow in, right? Do you need to learn more about the kingdom? Maybe you do a study just on the kingdom. What are all the verses that talk about the kingdom? How can you grow in the knowledge of the kingdom? Is there a devotional on the kingdom of God, right? Are there people that actually, you know, have written books or have tools that can help you? I think you could also go to julianapage.com and find some great ones. (laughs) Shameless plug, right? And then number three, be aware that Joy does not come from idleness and the safest place to be when it comes to the good news, when it comes to the gospel is advancement, is progression, is to move forward. So if you're getting stuck, if you're not growing and maturing, right, how's your pursuit? What are you pursuing? Evaluating what you're pursuing. What are you stewarding? Are you stewarding well what God has given you, right? And how does God want you to use the anointing that he's given you this week. Holy Moses, this word was power packed. I hope that it serves you and that you are rising up and advancing in this season. Really, one day at a time, one step at a time is the walk, right? And there's a huge shift that happens on the inside of us when we know that we're progressing, when we know that we're advancing every day. Okay, so I just bless you with this word that it's not falling on rocky or thorny ground, but it's on fertile soil and it will bear much fruit. And if you have a testimony, if you'd like to share with me, you can always email me at info.julianapage at gmail.com. All right, guys, for all of the books that I referenced or for any resources, whether it's coaching or the God's Vibes Mastermind and getting plugged in to the tools and support that you need in the season, go check out julianapage.com. All the resources are over there. And if you have any questions, I am an email or a message away. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed. <laughs>